Welcome to today's 10 with Ben podcast about real estate in the new world and what's really happening out there. I'm your host, Ben Azulai, Principal and President at Bradford Allen Realty Services. Hope everyone has had a great start to the fourth quarter. As we record this, everyone is busy preparing for Halloween parties and making plans for Thanksgiving gatherings. But it wasn't that long ago that the Delta variant scuttled all our so many return to work plans. The pandemic is still here, but things are definitely looking up. Of course, things are always looking up here on the 35th floor of our corporate headquarters. I'm really excited about today's guest, Tim Brigham. Tim oversees the Chicago office of Union Home Mortgage and is a tremendous force in the residential mortgage arena. He's not only great at what he does, but he's an upstanding human. When Tim is not making it rain for Union Home Mortgage, he's leading the charge for his not-for-profit superhero collective, bringing smiles to sick children and building homes for those in need. He's not just a client with an impressive resume. I'm proud to call Tim a friend. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Before we jump in about your day job and what, what, what you're doing in the mortgage arena, tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a dad first and foremost uh, and, and a husband. I'm very proud of, of my family and all their accomplishments. Um, I got a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old at home. So <laughs> You're busy. I, I love when anybody comes up to me and tells me that they're, uh, they're tired. I'm like, please, come have a seat. <laughs> we got a lot going on. Uh, originally from Tucson, uh, Arizona. And uh, as cliche as it is, it's true. I, I packed everything I own into a backpack and uh, came to Chicago wide-eyed and excited. And uh, here I am today. So that was 21, 22 years ago, something like that. Wow, what brought you here originally? Phone call. I got a phone call from a friend and said, you know, hey, what are you doing? And it was one of those, like, what are you doing with your life type conversations, right? Nothing. And uh, he said, well, why don't you come to Chicago? I could do that. So when you're young and dumb and, you know, just ready to go out there and do something, it sounded like a good idea. So I got on a plane and, uh, man. Chicago is such a beautiful city, you know, especially as a young kid who's never seen something like that before. It's just you walk out and the buildings and the, and the, the dreams that you can just see everywhere, you know, it's, it's, it's real. You, you get inspired just walking down the street. It still happens today. You know, you walk down the street and you just look up and go, wow, that was somebody's dream. Somebody decided they were going to build that and look at, what it, look at what's there. You know? So 18, 20 winters later, do you still feel that? No, I do, but usually I've got a really heavy coat on, and uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was here for, for probably, I don't know, my first winter, and I called my dad up, and I go, hey, can I talk to you real quick? And he just starts laughing because he knows it's winter time, and he goes, what's up? <laughs> I go, hey, listen, uh, man, it's cold. <laughs> he goes, I've been waiting for this phone call. He goes, this, this is real cold. You know, so he actually uh, shipped me out a jacket. You know, as, as a as a as a joke, just because it's it's so so cold here. But I love it. I you know, it, it, cold. I love the seasons, the whole bit. I mean, it's where I grew up in the desert. You got one season. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. No, totally. It's nice. Well, um, how did you get into the mortgage business originally? So you said you came to Chicago. You weren't sure what you were doing. How what? How did you know it was your calling? So <laughs> I've been in sales pretty much my whole life. Um, retail sales to you know I've done everything you know whole gauntlet of jobs and uh, I found myself working for the, the computer company Gateway and so um, really difficult sales because you're selling a computer brand and the big ones were you know up against Best Buy and CompUSA and all these other ones and so why would you go with Gateway? And Gateway had this boutique kind of style to it and that we had to really earn it because you could probably get a cheaper price somewhere else right so I, I, I 
I like to think I harnessed my skills there to, to really just build relationships and do a good job. Yeah. Um, but I kept walking around in this retail floor, right? You're waiting for consumers to walk in and, and, and buy. So most of the time you're sitting around waiting for the next car to show up. And uh, I kept telling everybody, I said, one day I'm going to just do a good enough job for somebody and they're going to offer me a job. And they all made fun of me. They all thought this was hilarious. Yeah. They're like, there's no <laughs> way. Like, come on. And I'm really competitive. So I was always trying to beat everybody's numbers and do really you know, like aggressive. And it happened. One day I, a guy walked in off the floor and uh, everybody was ignoring him. He was kind of young, right? And, and uh, but I kind of... I'll, be, I'll admit it. I, I saw something like, oh, okay, this guy might actually be here to buy something. Because sometimes they're, you know, they're just looking at stuff. And uh, went through the whole presentation. And at the end of it, he goes, man, I'm really impressed with you. Like, I really think you did a really good job. We should talk. And he slipped me his card. And he ran a mortgage company. And uh, I, I didn't know what a mortgage was. I didn't know what points were and the interest rates. I had no idea. So I, <clears throat> I sat on his card for about a week. I carried around in my pocket, as weird as that is, because I was like, I know I need to call this guy, but I, you know, call apprehension. Right? Yeah. So I, I did, and uh, my interview consisted of this. Here's a stack of leads. Here's a key. Call those leads. You get somebody to come in. Keep the key. If you don't any, you have any good conversations today and it doesn't work out, leave the key on the desk. It was nice meeting you. And he turned and walked away. And that was, that was my introduction to the mortgage business. Ah, right? uh, no kidding. So in, in, in back then, um, you really had to absorb. You had to be, you had to listen to other people. And, and it was such a fast-paced industry that, no, we don't have the training programs that we have today. It's that it's sink or swim. You either get it or you don't. Yep. You either take this seriously or you don't. And Saw a lot of people walk out the door, you yeah. know, so I just, I took to it and I loved every single piece of it. I wanted to learn every single thing and how it works and what the mechanics are. And so I've loved it ever since. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm, I was thinking back over the last, I think we've known each other maybe 10 years or so now. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's your business evolved? Like what's the differences in the mortgage business from 10 years ago to where you are today? Wow. I mean, the landscape is, it there doesn't even compare. You know, each year to year, things change. Um, I would say the first and foremost, the legislation and the and the, and the things that are in, in place to protect the consumers and the banks um, are, are the landscape's completely different. You really have to know what you're doing, right? So it's very you want to be very careful with who you decide to do business with because, you know, it's very easy to screw up a mortgage. It's really easy to tell somebody what they want to hear, and then oh, by the way, two days before closing, I forgot to tell you this and. That's something that I just don't tolerate, and we just don't run it that way. Yeah. So there's that, but also too the you know the real estate environment is just it's exploded. You know we have we've we've gotten out of you know the 2008 stuff. We've gotten away from those things. It's it's that doom and gloom is gone. You know there's there's plenty of people out there purchasing homes and they see the value in owning a house. Um, it, it, so much has happened in the last ten years yeah. that you know. Technology is another big one, right? The technology that's available is just night and day different. Yeah, for sure. I remember back in the day, everything was off a fax machine, right? Probably dating myself a little bit here, yeah, but for sure. yeah, everything was on a fax machine. And you had to sit there and wait for the paper to go through. We don't do that anymore. It's like a fax machine? What's yeah, that? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you want me to fax? What? what? You want to page you? Like, yeah. no. <laughs> so yeah, the, the instant gratification has just uh, shown its face and really, really cool. You know, it's kind of sexy to get a mortgage these days it's there's lots of bells and whistles so. yeah so uh, you know tell me this you know and i I've, I've gotten a few mortgages in, in my time but 
you know, someone needs a mortgage, whether they're refinancing or they're buying a new home, what do you tell them are the three most important things to let you do your job to help them get the mortgage they want? Well, number one is just be honest, right? It's, it's kind of like going to the doctor saying it hurts, right? <laughs> I got to know what's going on, right? Yeah. And so every once in a while you run into a consumer that, you know, they just don't want to tell you that some of the, listen, I don't care. One, legally, I can't share your information. I, I would never do that, right? But two, if you just tell me what's going on, it's my job to help you. I don't care. You're not your credit score. You're not your whatever whatever the thing is. My job's to help you figure it out. And if it's not a today thing, let's figure out why it's not a today thing mm-hmm. and figure it for the future. Yep. Um, another is be prepared for a test on yourself. It's uncomfortable sometimes, right? You're going to be bringing documents and finding stuff and all those things. Have fun with it. It's okay, right? <laughs> we're going we're, we're to go in and, and we're going to figure all these things out for you. And once you have a file built with my team, you're not really going to have to do that again. So we, it's like going to an attorney, going to a doctor. Yeah, you got to fill out forms. Yes, you got to jump through some of these hoops. Um, but the third and probably the most important is pick the right team, right? Pick people somebody who care about you. Yeah. You know, this business, yeah, there's lots of dollars thrown around. There's lots of you know, egos and all these other crazy things. Listen, pick a team that actually cares about you. I don't care what you buy. I don't care about the dollar figure. I don't care about any of that. I care about this is where you're going to put your children to sleep. This is where you're going to, this is your first home. This is where you're going to live for the rest of your life. If this thing sucks, let's walk, right? And I'm going to tell you that. If this, my entire team is built that way, we're going to look out for you truly, not just, hey, let's close a deal. I hate that terminology because that doesn't humanize what's really happening. Sure. As soon as you sign that paper, you now own this thing and we don't. Right. So we need to treat it with that much respect. Fantastic. Well, what's always really impressed me about you is that you're a superstar at work and anyone that's worked with you. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people that you've worked with is always like, man, Tim Brigham, he's awesome. He's awesome at what he does. But what's really impressed me is that you do this all day long and you work your tail off and then you have time still to run this awesome not for profit superhero collective. And you know, it, about giving back and in terms of running it, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of in awe, you know, I'm sitting here with you today, but how do you, how do you get all that done? You know, it, it, I need to, I need to wear a t-shirt or something with a catchphrase on it because everybody seems to ask me this yeah. and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> all, all I know is that, um, I took a, I took, I took a test called the disc test, right? And anybody who's in, you know, executive management or any of these things, they're probably familiar with it. It's a test that talks about your personality. Every single time I've taken this test, the people have to talk to me about it because they don't think I took it seriously or <laughs> like, they, like, like, what's the deal? Because right. it looks broken. Um, I, I, on the disc test, you've got D, I, S, C. They're all different characteristics. Yeah. I'm a score of 98D and I'm low on everything else, which is super weird and super rare. And everybody always goes, What? And how you explain that is I have two speeds. I have off and I have on. That's mm-hmm. it. So if I'm passionate about something, I just don't let go. And um, this is something that is so good that um, whatever needs to happen. If i got to stay up late at night, we've got to work weekends, we got to make some phone calls, whatever we need to do. Because you're, we don't know as human beings how powerful our voices really are. One example is, is that... Um, we shot a video one time, and, and uh, I just said it out loud. I said, we're going to raise money to purchase a home, renovate it, and give it away to a family. And uh, 
I just said it, right? I wanted to do this thing. I, it was just a dream that I had, and I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I just said it on video. Once I said that out loud, it took shape. There was yep. nothing I could do. I couldn't stop it, and I didn't want to, but you as a human being and you whoever's listening to this, if you have a dream, if you have something that you want to do, just do it. Just, just figure it out. I mean, uh, yeah, things have gone, we've had all kinds of challenges, but that doesn't matter. The dream is still real. Yeah, it must be so gratifying, right? So actually just tell our listeners a little bit about what, what it is you do as part, <laughs> as part of the Superhero Collective. So the, the easy answer is, is that um, my child got sick and uh, we were at the hospital and we identified quickly um, how special the people in um, the healthcare field are and what they deal with on their regular day would break you if you, if you saw it. So these people are special and they're built from a, they're cut from a cloth that they're able to handle a child that's going through something that um, is serious. So I it gave so much back to my family that I wanted to give back to them and um, – <laughs> came with this crazy idea that I wanted to become Batman for sick kids. Um, Batman. Yeah. So I, I, um, I wouldn't let it go. Again, high 98D. <laughs> I just keep talking about it, keep talking about it. And finally, my business partner at the time gets pissed. He's like, what are you talking about, man? Like, spit it out. And I was like, I want to go be Batman for sick kids. What? Okay. Fine. And he makes a phone call. John Wright, who's a restaurateur in downtown Chicago, um, we're going to take this meeting. Let's see what John says. And I don't know. If this is a thing, let's just do it. So we sit down with him. I pitch him the idea. John's so great. We're in the middle of this meeting, and um, John goes, I'm like telling him all the ideas that I have, how I want to do this, and I want to get toys. I want to bring him to the hospital. I want to be Batman, do all this stuff. And he goes, okay, do you have a logo? I said, no, I don't, John, I don't have a logo. He's cool. Hey, Autumn, can you get this guy a logo? Hey, uh, how is December uh, 17th? I said, what's December 17th? <laughs> That's your first event. We're going to do a fundraiser. We'll get all this done. Get some marketing stuff done. And I'm like, uh, what? I had to go back to my office and Google how to start a 501c3. And my accountant says I hold the high, the fastest record for getting a 501c3 approved <laughs> because I had to browbeat my way into this to get this thing done. So our first event was was, was a hit. Fast forward. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a movie quality Batman suit that I throw on and I visit sick children in the hospital. Um, I've got a couple other people that come with me and do these things. And um, the shtick is is that I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be. My job is to go in there and just be a dad in a bat suit, yep. right? Make him laugh. Uh, one of the things we do is we walk in and go, hey, you want to punch Batman in the stomach? <laughs> Kids every single time are like, yeah, that, 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 yeah that'd be cool. <laughs> so, you know, just stupid, silly stuff like that. But it's 51% amazing for the children. And 49% amazing for the parents because the parents get to be regular parents for just 10 minutes. Yeah. And the, just the tears and the thank you so much for all this that you did. And it's like, oh, man, like I'm just some guy in a suit. Like this is cool. So that <clears throat> continued to, to, to get cooler and cooler and cooler and grow and grow and grow. And we had an event that was pretty special. Um, and so that's where that video comes in. I, I, I announced that I wanted to uh, purchase a home, renovate it, and give it away to family. And, um we did that this year. Yeah. We, we just finished the project, and um, the Houlihan family was a, received a house this year. And she yeah, was that's, an incredible human being. That's awesome. Yeah. Has, uh, has COVID changed any of what you've been able to do with oh, the yeah. hospitals and how you do it? Yeah, we're in a, we're in a standstill right now, and it, it, um, it's hard. It's really hard because, you know, 
when you run a charity, you, you, you do the best you can, you know, I mean, you can't control it. That's the hard part, right? In our business, we typically have a lot of control. We, we can, we can move levers. We can do these yeah. things. A nurse said something to me once when I was trying to just do what I do and logistically figure out a toy drop, right? And I, I, was, I almost got aggressive with her because <laughs> I was trying to get a number or a head count of how many kids I needed to bring toys for. And it was a little back and forth. And she finally goes, Mr. Brigham, listen, I don't know how many kids are going to be there, but it'd probably be a really good idea if there weren't a lot, don't you think? And I went, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I just bring you whatever I have and you just deal with it? And she goes, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there, there's, there's the example, right? So same thing with COVID. Um, we've been told no. Like I've tried, I've tried to do visits. I, I even offered to buy iPads so we could do virtual visits. The answer is no. Um, they don't have logistics. With COVID, what a lot of people don't know is um, everybody's scared to go to the hospital, obviously. But when people aren't going to the hospital for the other stuff, the not the super serious crazy things, but the you know the the. Uh, the other things that you go to a hospital for just because you need to go see a doctor, they're too scared to go, so they stop going. Right. Well, staffing has been decreased across the board because those people are no longer needed because nobody's coming in for it. So you've got a lot sure. of in-home type environments showing up. Mm -hmm. um, and so they don't have the staff. As cool as it is what we're doing, there's not a single person who doesn't think it's awesome, but logistically it's a nightmare. Yeah. We can't just walk into a hospital and say, hey, cool, what are you doing with Like the, the parents are like, dude, what? What is this? It has to be an event. It has to have people walking around. We have to get waiver signed. There's there's all these things that you don't think about. So it's not as simple as you think. And it sucks because sometimes people walk up with the greatest intentions in the world. And they're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And I have to very politely explain to them, um, totally. But I can't do that right this second. Yeah. I, and I have to make a bunch of phone calls. And it might actually be a no. Because I sometimes get told no than more than yes. Right? We ran into that with giving away a house. You know, every hospital told me no. Yeah. I had to bring in another charity to help me identify the family because HIPAA laws. Sure. They're not going to give me names of yeah. people. It's <laughs> great you want to give away a house. I'm not giving you medical data. Got it. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we'll get past this. Yeah. Be able to get into. I'm know, hoping. I'm hoping April of this next year because we always do a big event for Superhero Week. Yeah. Um, superhero. Day is actually my birthday. As weird as that is, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't even know there's a superhero day. Me either. I, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. And you know, and how I found out was they were having events, and uh, we would do this big event in uh, in the hospitals, and all superheroes would show up. And of course, I'm running around, and I'm like a celebrity. Everybody wants to see Batman. It was cool. Take pictures of nurses the whole bit, and I turn, and a little boy hands me this big card, and I I lost it. I had to leave the room. All these kids had signed a birthday card for me saying happy birthday because oh, it was my birthday. That's awesome. Yeah. Come on. I mean, and I, I politely was like, listen, can you stop doing this? I can't keep character. Like, that's not – because they kept doing it each year. Right. Obviously, it's sweet and I love it. And I, those cards are, are invaluable to me. Yeah. So, wow. Incredible. Wow. So incredible. Uh, how, how can our listeners get involved if they want to? Superherocollective.com. You know, there's, there's information on there. Yep. Um, you know, you can also email me. It's probably the easiest, you know, if you want to reach out and get in contact with me. View my work email, tbrigham, T-B-R-I-G-H-A-M, at uhm.com. Great. Fantastic, Tim. 
So what's next? Tell me what's next for the mortgage arena. What's next for Union Home Mortgage? What's next for you? So um, I run a very elite group of, of, of characters that are incredible human beings um, uh, called the Brigham Team. We established a, a uh, I brought people in that um, are just absolute powerhouse team members. And um, we are full boat going after um, this market. Uh, if you need somebody to really give you the advice and look out for you and go through these things, please reach out to us. Um, we'd be honored to help, but we are having, um, it's explosive. You know, real estate arena is on fire. Um, we have a, an inventory problem, as I'm sure everybody listening is aware of. Um, so it's very important that you're talking to somebody who has, you know, the type of tools in their, in their, in their belt to help you attack these things. And we've done a really, really good job with it. So, um, we're going to we're going to be jumping out to Arizona for a little bit and going after the Arizona market as well. Nice. So we're licensed in multiple states. Um, I think I have eighteen licenses at this point. So um, anybody listening to this, if you're looking at stuff in other states, I'm your guy. That's great. That was actually my next question, right? Are you just Chicago, or can they can you handle the mortgage anyone's mortgage around the country? If I can't handle it, I promise you, I have somebody on my team who can. Um, I personally have eighteen licenses. Some of the bigger states that I, I focus. You know, bulk of my business, Florida, California, Arizona, Texas. Um, but I've got all the surrounding states, Indiana, Wisconsin, all of yep. it, Michigan. Um, but yeah, I just reach out. On, and if, and if, if I can't personally handle it, I'll put it with somebody that I would trust with my own mortgage. Fantastic. How about on the commercial side? Do you do any commercial mortgages? I do not. I okay. do not. I am, I am the Warren Buffett-ism, if you will. I stay in the lane that I know better than, than you know, stay where you what you know. I once tried to do a commercial mortgage. Don't get me wrong, I can figure it out, but I embarrassed myself asking the questions that I asked because <laughs> some of you really need to know your stuff. So I trust the advisors. I have some really great people that um, I could put you with, but I'm your residential guy. Yeah, okay. fantastic. And actually, uh, I asked that. We also we have someone at Bradford Allen also handles commercial mortgages. So Perfect. maybe there's some synergies that you got, you know, Love you guys it. can work together. Bradford Allen's amazing. So yeah, I'd, I'd be honored to work with you guys. Oh, fantastic. So w- what excites you as you think about the next five, 10 years? I don't think I've ever been more motivated. You know, I keep <laughs> keep saying to my wife, you know, wow, that previous goal that I had, not only did we did double, and I say it year after year after year after year, and I say that with just the most humble, like, I can't believe it myself, or must be doing something right, um, because we just don't, there's no egos in my team. There's no, there's no flex. There's no none of that. You know, it's just, we just work really, really hard, and I'm, honestly just blessed to be surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by. Yeah. You know, it's a team effort. You know, when I'm in this interview right now, my team's cranking right now and they're handling things like I would, you know, lots of training, lots of, you know, making sure we're all rowing in the same direction because all we care about is our clients. So next five years, I'm hopeful that, you know, we'll, we'll just continue to grow and, and, uh, be out of COVID and on to some bigger and better things. Right, and the market stays strong and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, corrections are, are normal, right? If I hope that we have a correction at some point and it flatlines. I hope that we have a correction and it just kind of stalls out a little bit because that means that it's real. I don't think a crash is coming. It's a bold statement, but I don't see it. I think that we'll see an adjustment. Um, it's never been... I shouldn't say complicated. There's more layers to getting a mortgage now than there ever has been in U.S. history, right? So it's protected. 
you don't have the stateds and all these other 125 LTVs, all these crazy things out there that got us in the trouble that we were in, right? And if you're taking an arm, you know what you're doing. The LTV positions are protected. Um, so the loans that are being written right now are strong. And typically, a 30-year fixed, I mean, that's a pretty standard mortgage these days. Where in the previous years, we were pretty typical to get an arm, right? right? For people that maybe shouldn't be in one, right? So now I see that, you know, if we had an adjustment, it's not 2008. It's a completely different environment. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're so on fire right now during this whole craziness, how is our economy in a bad place? Yeah. COVID is real, and I feel terrible for anybody going through it. But when you're asking me about market, how is my phone not to stop ringing if we've got a problem with the economy? Right, sure. Right? I mean, sure. it just makes it's logical sense. Yeah. So. Well, like I said earlier, I think anyone that's worked with you is happy to refer you on to someone else. And just similar to my business, you know, that's the best, that's the best way. And I'm sure that's why you're super busy because everybody that's worked with you ever has had such a nice experience with you that they want to say, you got to work with Tim. You got to work with Tim. I'm sure you get that all the time. Well, listen, Tim, thanks so much for being here today. You're amazing, you know, Ben. Thank really, you so much for having me. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on to the show. That does it for us. Awesome. Thanks again for listening to today's 10 with Ben podcast. As always, please feel free to reach out to me at 773-562-5263 or by email at B-A-Z-U-L-A-Y at BradfordAllen.com. Until next time, stay safe.